of know-it-all advice columnists? Can I give you some advice? Just one piece of advice. The worst advice. Welcome to Not-So-Nice Advice. Hey, this is Chuck Nice. You got a problem, we got the answer. Whether it works or not. The worst piece of advice. The worst advice. Bad advice. Here's what we do. We read advice columns, we figure out why they're wrong, and then we give you the real answer. Is this bad advice? Some of the worst advice. Worst advice. Hey, I am a professional. Comedian. That's actually what makes this advice so insidious. <laughs> this is not so nice advice with Chuck Nice. I suppose it's good advice. You're, you're over the hill at 20 now. You should be retiring at 20. Ooh, that's the world we live in right now. It's a dream out there. You should be retiring at 20. Go straight up Justin Bieber. That's a good name for a podcast. Retiring at 20. Retiring at 20. Justin Bieber is where everybody needs to be nowadays, man. I'm trying to get my children to understand the fact. Angry Canadian kid? My, yeah, that's what you should be. You should be an angry Canadian born-again jerk-off. Because okay? the angry Canadian should are, be. An <laughs> angry Canadian born-again jerk-off so that you can come to America, not the Eddie Murphy way. You can come to America and take it over by storm by making little girls scream for you before they even understand what their sexuality really is. They just know they have these feelings and that you kind of look like a girl and they kind of maybe like girls, but they know they're not supposed to kiss girls so they can kiss you and ah, we love you <laughs> and now you now you're making a you're making a hundred million dollars a year. Did you say Eddie Murphy coming to America? Yeah, you don't, not the Eddie Murphy way. Don't come to America the Eddie Murphy way. Hello, I am looking for a queen. Fuck that. Bark like a dog. Bark like oh, well, Earth. Earth. <laughs> a big dog. Woof. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, uh, still a good movie. Oh my god, yeah, still great a movie. still a good movie. And, it's and a classic. by the way, did not make one dime off that movie Eddie Murphy. Come on. Really? Do you know why? Art Buckwald wrote a very similar story. <gasps> yeah, I heard about that. Okay, so Art Buckwald wrote a very similar story about a guy who comes to America looking for a princess. And, and he sued Eddie Murphy and said that Eddie Murphy stole his idea. And he won. And so Eddie Murphy wow, basically that. had to turn over all of his coming to America money to Art Buckwell. Maybe not the acting money. No, not the acting money, but everything else he had to turn wow. it over, which is why uh, he ended up being a donkey. He needed the money. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Shrek made more money than coming to America. That's for damn sure. Oh, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had a so, couple hits in between. Yes, he did. I mean, listen, Eddie Murphy. No one's uh, crying for Eddie. Nobody's yeah. crying yeah. for Eddie Murphy and his 17 children. <laughs> 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 17 kids, man. I laugh like this, so I, I don't have to kill myself. Um, <laughs> I guess his banana fell on a tailpipe. You too many times. Yeah. That's right. Banana on a tailpipe, shame. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. 17 kids. Let me tell you something. I don't care how much money you have. And that is a testament to the amount of money that you have. But I don't care how much money you have. 17 kids, unless you are an oil shake with 30 wives, that you have fucked up. 
Pardon my language, uh, but you have you have fucked up if you have seventeen kids. I don't care how much money you have. I sound a little bit like what's his name? Bernie Mac. But it, did I? I don't care how much money you have. <laughs> seventeen children. Now you listen to me, America. You know that's too many goddamn kids. <laughs> seventeen and the little one, the little one. I said, where you going? He said, to get some milk and cookies. <laughs> <laughs> the little faggot. I can't believe that's how politically correct we have become that that was not very long ago that bit and god rest his soul bernie Mac, one of the funniest dudes ever who could only one of the only guys that could get away with saying faggot and get even, even gay people were like okay that's funny okay and a little faggot he gonna look at me i'm like where you going he said to get some milk and cookies <laughs> <laughs> and you know it has to be there has to be some truth to that no, whole story you know that that story is right out of his life no doubt okay there's certain jokes and and stories that you tell on stage they're too good to not be true right you that's exactly you're like and you hear comedians sometimes they will tell a story and you think to yourself as a comedian like no way that guy wrote that no way that guy actually lived that no doubt you know what i mean like there's no way i got some ice cream that that's nobody wrote that <laughs> i got some ice, eddie murphy I got, oh, yeah. ain't oh nobody yeah write that that is a life. life experience even dave Chappelle talking about how he's scared of the police okay now the premise the joke Definitely, he wrote, which is hilarious. But you know, the premise comes out of his life. He was like, "Hey, man, I, I gotta admit, man, I'm I'm scared of the police. I'm scared of the police. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, uh, you know, my house is too nice. If something happens, I'm not calling the police because my house is too nice. The police will show up and be like, you know, oh my God, he's still here robbing the place." <laughs> and then he knocks him over the head and he falls down and then he looks around the house and he goes I've seen this before Johnson this nigger broke into the house and put up pictures of his whole family <laughs> come on man it's like one of the best jokes ever oh, but man. you know that came out of Dave Chappelle buying a really nice house somewhere maybe an apartment here in New York City because he's been living on his father's farm in Ohio you know, for God knows how long. Uh, so probably bought a really nice place here in New York City and was like, damn, this place is too nice for me. <laughs> uh, I can't I can't live here. It's too damn nice. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, but that's the deal, man. You to, to tell your kids, get your kids into doing something to, to, and, and make it happen now. You know, we live at the age, we live in the age where you got to retire at twenty. Look, the whole college thing's kind of you know played out now. Like, you go to college and you you own two hundred thousand dollars before you can get a job. Yeah, exactly. Who needs to spend two hundred thousand dollars? My son, you know what my son said to me? He was like, "Dad, college might be a thing. I may do it. I may not." Uh, you know, first of all, I'm going to learn how to code before I get to college. That's number one. I'm going to write a video game. It's going to be very popular, like Halo or uh, whatever the fucking whatever the right. Final Destination or whatever. All that and shit. He, whatever that is. And he goes, uh, and and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a YouTube channel where I will actually live stream me playing the game, and people will tune in. Okay, and then I'll make money off the advertising because I have like a million people live streaming watching me play the game that I created and i'm like please do yep <laughs> <laughs> sounds good to yep. me if i had said that to my father he'd have been like you going what 
You can get an ass whooping. That's what I'm gonna do. You yeah. gonna, I'm about to beat your ass. <laughs> what you mean you not going to college? What you? What am I doing? What the hell's a video game? What's a video game? What's YouTube? YouTube? What? <laughs> now you've been doing drugs. <laughs> you've been doing drugs. Oh, you've been doing like my father. Would he be like, I, I broke my ass, slaved. You know what I mean? Started a business, did all this so you could go to college. And here we are, my son. I'm like, hey man, you don't want to go to college? That, that YouTube thing sound real good. <laughs> like, yeah, but it's a, not only is it forward, it's also gone back a little bit. Where it's almost better to get a trade, do a trade now than go yes, to college. You are better off right go, now. Do a trade, save some money, and then go to school slowly. Let if me you tell want you to. something. You are better off. Forget that. Just entrepreneurialism. All right. Yeah. It, it, let me tell you something right now. If I knew how to fix a sink and a toilet, build a bathroom. I would start Uber for plumbers. That would be my idea right now. Uber for plumbers? Yes. In other words, I would contract with a bunch of plumbers and have an app where when, because here's the hardest oh. thing about plumbing. Finally. When your plumbing breaks down, the hardest thing is to get somebody there right now while the thing is leaking or the, 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 the shit is bubbling up in your toilet. That's the hard part. Wow, that's genius. So Uber for plumbers, you go on my app. When you have think it'll be your app because someone's going to steal it. Because I was like, no one listen to this idea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a bad idea. Ears in your ears. <laughs> and then we'll have a plumber to you in like 15 minutes. That's a great idea. 15 minutes. You can have a plumber to your house no matter what happens because that's when you really need the plumber. By the way, a uh, plumber came to my house and uh, I had a problem with a faucet and it was terrible, leaking so bad that I was like, okay, I'm losing money here. I got to call the plumber. Because I wanted to fix it myself, but I'm like, I'm, I'm terrible at this. Guy comes in. I watch him fix it. Now, I will say, I am not good at anything handy-wise, but I am a very quick study. Okay? Like, I see something once, I got it. I watched him do it. I'm like, that's all there is to it? That's all you had to do? Could have went on YouTube, dude. Right. And he was, well, that's true. <laughs> I could have. But this was a this was a little different than. I, I hear you. It's a yeah, little, 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 little complicated. A little more complicated. Make sure you got it right. And I went, yeah. And Modern so, Family had that episode recently. A guy, he's a guy, he fixed it, decided to fix the dryer himself. Right. And he did, and then he didn't. Right. So, anyway, next time, so the guy, the next time that happened, which was exactly one year later, same thing. I went and I fixed it. Wow, look at you. With no problem. But guess what? Saved myself $300. So I'm like, this is how much plumbers are making? This guy literally, uh, Oh yeah. it took him 15 minutes. And Come I still on. had to pay him $300. They're more paying for their time. and yeah, right like to come to the door. Yeah. Come to the door. And guess what? He didn't want me to watch him. He didn't want me to watch him. He was like, yo, man. Uh, he was like, yo, if you don't mind. I was like, yo, this is my bathroom. If you don't mind, I'm going to watch you. Oh, he didn't want you to watch him? Yeah, he was like, hey, listen, I'm sorry. I really don't like it when people watch me. I was like, hey, listen, I'm sorry. This is kind of my bathroom, and I'm going to watch you. Did you say it like that? Yes, I did. <laughs> because he gave me fucking attitude. Yeah. Oh, pardon me. Why am I getting mad at you? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm reliving it no, now. I, I didn't take it personal. Yeah. But he gave me, like, I'm like, who are you to give me attitude? First of all, I'm paying you if right. I want to watch you. Could you imagine paying yeah, when people, you're paying people and they give you attitude? I know. That's Could you drives imagine me crazy. paying a hooker and you're like, yeah, my friend's going to watch. And she's like, oh, no, you can't do that. No, I'm gonna pay you extra. He gonna watch. <laughs> that's, that's all there is to that's it. That's a horrible example, but yeah, I know, it is. I know it's a terrible. Why, why did I? That's one like you know, go to the drive through and people drive through give you attitude. And I know. Stuff. Why like, did I go there? Yeah, because yeah. you're a sick bastard. I am. There's something really wrong yeah. with me. There's no porn star here today. What's the matter, Chuck? I know. By the way, <laughs> I don't know if those are interesting or not. For those of you listening, hey, by the way, this is not so nice advice. It is. <laughs> oh, how's your soup? Well, I just stuck my hand <laughs> in my soup by mistake. <laughs> 
Okay. It's a true, true story. Just stuck my hand, uh, my whole hand. Is it hand. hot? Uh, no, that's why I took the lid off. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is Not So Nice Advice. I'm Chuck Nice. I'm here with Seth, the producer, and Bill, the assistant. And uh, welcome to the show. That's good, Not So Nice Advice. Put your hand in hot soup. Right. Go ahead right now and put, <laughs> put your hand, hand in hot, hot soup. soup. All right, show's over. Because I don't like you. Um, <laughs> but anyway, thanks for tuning in. Uh, so, for those of you listening, if you like when we have porn stars on and we talk to people like that, please hit me up on Twitter at Chuck Nice Comic and let me know that you do like that. If you don't, now you know. Originally, I was like, "How many have a four or five? Yeah, I don't know. And you know but it's about being pe- about people have a story to tell, and they they have an interesting profession that you know not the average person. Like we don't know porn stars personally. You might, but the average person does not. So right. it's, it's interesting to find out they're just people right. and their jobs. And you know, well, they're, and they're and they're very interesting. So I'm hoping, I don't know. I'm Shows hope- have been good. She was great last week. She was good. Yeah, I mean, she was good. Now I will say that I did enjoy having her on, and she was a little bit more mature and in her mindset and her approach to. And she's also an entrepreneur, and she seemed to be pretty smart, an entertainer, right? Um, but. I just want to make sure that the audience is not, we're not alienating the audience by by doing that. If it's a good show, that's fine. I think you started a lot of great feedback on Twitter from people who are saying that they are digging the not-so-nice advice, um, which I really appreciate from you guys. Uh, but you have to spread the word. You have to get the word out there. Uh, tell five friends is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? And retweet everything that we put out about the show. And I'm not good at doing it. I'm terrible at social media. I'm terrible. Bad. Like I, you know, I should be, I should be tweeting this show every single day. A link to this show. Every Your name day. is on the show, Chuck. I know. Your name. I know. I know. It's awful. Yeah, it's you awful. Suck. So I do suck. Anyway, um, <laughs> just so we're clear. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I hope that people uh, do enjoy the show, and I'm hoping that um, uh, y- if you have a problem with uh, anything, that you'll let us know. You know, because so far it's just people saying, "Yo, man, show's really funny. Really dig it." It's an you adult know? show, so it's been adult and, from day one. And it, it is an adult show, even when yeah. I had comedians on all the time, and that's what most people do. And I went from like having guests to just talking, because what's the difference? I think we do just as good a show as having any guests on. Wow, you nicest know? thing you've ever said to me. Oh, and you're probably will, talking to Bill though. And no, it will remain <laughs> the nicest thing I've ever said to you. <laughs> I have it the, on record. That was the start and end of it. So at least you got a you can play that on a loop. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be this week's show. There you go. <laughs> All right, uh, should we get into our show, man? Let's do it. So you know what we do here? We uh, read advice columns and blogs. We uh, tell you why they suck, and then we give you the real answer. Okay, let's get to our first letter. And it says, Dear fellas, when I go out, sometimes, okay, I'm going to change this. I'm going to, give me one second. That's the other thing about this show. Um, we don't edit it at all. So anything. I, I was actually going to edit that. Well, okay, good. <laughs> but anything that happens, we kind of just let yeah. it happen on the show. Let it go. So, here we go. Uh, dear guys, when I go out, sometimes I end up hooking up with one or two guys, which isn't a big problem until we consider I have a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Slut alert. Oh. Slut alert. No, just just a woman who understands her sexuality and isn't afraid to express it. Um, you know? She's a cheating whore, Chuck. Chuck, uh, Chuck. Just go. Uh, Seth, I can't <laughs> condemn anyone for being a whore. I can I, never I, I, do that. I didn't condemn her. I just was stating a fact. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. All right. So, all right, I'm going to give you that. 
right. <laughs> I'm going to give you that. She's a cheating whore. Uh, but I've been the same in, in the past. So uh, I really like my boyfriend, but the sex is disappointing. Any way I can help him improve without a slap at his ego? I think that's why I end up hooking up anyway. Wow. Signed, so, cock hungry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, Signed, get in my vagina. She sounds very young. Um, she is young. And what she has found is that she likes banging. And uh, some women, listen, here's the deal. The reason why the sex is disappointing is because you're only screwing that guy. You know, some women just like to get banged by different guys, and that's all there is to it. It's called your 20s, right? Right. So, you know, it's like, listen, when you're in college and you have a girlfriend. You're an idiot. There's, right, well, no. <laughs> Dude, that's so wrong. But there's only, It's true. No, but there's only two types. There's either the person who has a girlfriend or boyfriend in college and they're cheating on them, yeah. or the person who has a girlfriend or boyfriend in college and they're like, we're going to get married one day. That's it. Yeah. There's no in-between. There's no like, hey, you know, we're, we're getting pretty serious right now. <laughs> yeah, that, no. It's uh, like, oh, I'm going to marry this person, or... Oh, I really love him, but you know, I'm young and I'm in college and this is my time for myself and you bang around. I had a few drinks. Right, right. Yeah. And then you look for an excuse. You know what I mean? It's yeah, exactly. I lost my balance. I have a problem with my equilibrium. I fell, somehow my zipper unzipped, my penis popped out, and I ended up <laughs> in some vagina. Like, you know, that's that's how I it think works. somebody spiked my drink. Now you could use that one. Right, exactly, uh, right. Somebody gave me a roofie. Bill Cosby was at our this college party. That's and- right, you see, because I'm about the higher education. <laughs> High education. <laughs> yep, yeah. exactly. So anyway, uh, this is what the person writes back. If your guy's not giving you what you want, you've got to ask for it. To protect his ego, you don't make some universal claim like you're awful in bed. Get specific. Stress what you'd like <laughs> to see more of that happen rather than what you'd like to see him do less. Baby, I want you to is a damn good start to a sentence. Baby, I need you to isn't bad either. Okay? I, 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 I'm going to say this is all right advice. All right? But the truth is, what the man is going to hear is, I suck in bed no matter what you t- say to him. All right? Why beat around the bush? You should just be like, next time you're together in bed, she should just be like, wait, stop. Stop. Stone cock. <laughs> <laughs> just bring in a, you know. Bring in a stone cock. Yeah, let, him show, let him show how to do it. That's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, but as Missy Elliott once said, what? I can't believe this woman. But as Missy Elliott once said, let's slow down, flip it, and reverse it. What your unsatisfying sex, sex life isn't it's not just your boyfriend's fault what it's not about is just you helping him improve one of the more reasons you're disappointed is that you're putting more inter- in energy into hooking up with other guys than making things work with this guy i disagree i disagree she's hooking up because she's getting it okay and but, getting it good and that's why she keeps hooking up you don't keep she, going she, she, back to something she's got a problem though she's with multiple partners at, uh, one night that's a little that's a little crazy yeah yeah, that's true. She might have an issue. She probably does. Yeah. But the color that's what I'm saying. That's why it's it's not the fact that no, it's it, above right, and beyond. It's that. above and beyond. Yeah. Like, oh, one of the reasons why it's not working with there's him. like one guy that she hooked up with that right. she liked for the sex, right. but she's going out and right. getting all kinds, getting getting all kinds of dick. Right? Yeah. yeah. Too much. Too yeah. much dick. That, listen. Not enough therapy. You can never have too much dick, whether you're a man or a woman. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> 
my God, it's so big. Don't worry, I'm not going to use it all. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to tickle your esophagus for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, does the guilt ever make it harder to be in the moment? Do you even want to be with your boyfriend? Clearly. Okay, so whatever. He's fun, though. We go to the movies, and he buys me lunch. And see, that's the real deal. <laughs> yeah. The real deal is this. He takes she's care of her. A great, uh, com- she's having a great relationship with this guy, except for the dick. She's having her dick and fucking it, too. Ah! ah. Like what you did there! <laughs> having your dick and fucking it, too. That's what it's happening. Mm. Right, got a name for the show. That's a birthday, <laughs> that's a birthday party I'm going to be invited to. <laughs> but yeah, um... Uh, long story short what's going on there is every single thing that we just said one she's got a problem it's a sexual problem who knows why where, listen if you want to fix that you got to go get some help okay it's if beyond you, sexual and I'm talking right? to anybody who is hypersexual if you're hypersexual and you're having a problem with hypersexuality, your hypersexuality is compromising your life in any way, shape, or form. Sounds like she doesn't have control. Right. If you feel as though your hypersexuality is causing you problems, you need to go get help. Okay. And if you can't stop it. And people like laugh at that or think it's a joke. It's a real that's real no, shit. It's it's real. It's uh, you know, Anthony Weiner. That is a psychological, emotional problem. Even after he got caught, he's still doing it. And that's why you know it's a real problem. And and the reason why I continued to persist is because he refused to go get help about it. Well, he was trying to live up to his name. Wiener. (laughs) You don't want to live up to that name. Here it is. Click. Yeah. (laughs) If your name was Bratwurst, (laughs) if your name was Anthony Bratwurst, then you might want to live up to that name. But Anthony Wiener. Oh, who wants to live up to that? Well, if his middle name was Footlong. Well, (laughs) (laughs) so, but yeah, so uh, that's number one. Number two, when you're young and horny, um, most likely you're just going to find reasons to go and get some dick or get some pussy. Excuse my language. I'm so vile right now. You're going to find a reason. This episode is uh, rated. Rated R? Explicit. Okay. So anyway, uh, you're going to find a reason uh, to express yourself sexually. Okay, if you're just young and horny, you're going to do that. You're going to experiment. You're going to get out there. You're going to have multiple partners. You're going to try things. I can't condemn her for having multiple partners. But in, she's blaming her boyfriend. Well, no, I can condemn her do. for that. That you can't yeah, do. Come on. I mean, there's been times where, you know, I had this conversation with somebody, and he was like, you ever have sex with more than one person in the same day? And I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> Do you listen to our like, podcast? Really, dude? <laughs> you kidding me? <laughs> I call so, it Tuesday. <laughs> so, anyway... Um, but but if you ha- if you're young and that's what's going on in your life, guess what? That's what's going on in your life. But if you feel as though these actions are causing you issues, if they're compromising relationships in your life, if they're causing you pain in any way, if you are um, damaging yourself, okay, if you're doing risky behavior, okay, where you're having unprotected sex with like three or four people in the same you know uh, short short period of time or span then you might be suffering from something that is chemical, like a bipolar Hmm. type disorder. Interesting. You know what I mean? So these are all things that you have to take into account when you're considering your sexual behavior. Sex is never just sex, people. Know this. Sex is never just sex. From excessive masturbation to whoring around, it is always more than just sex. Even down to your relationship with someone that you love and you're intimate with, sex is more than just sex. 
always. So just know that, all right? And that's what I say to the Missy Elliott. Oh, no. Oh, 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 that's right. It wasn't from Missy Elliott. Okay. So that's what I you say. You just give me an idea. Not as good as the Uber for plumbers. What's but that? Like uh, a Marvel or a superhero character that, that like, has that issue, like a bipolar superhero. That, oh, like, they already do. That's he? what Legion is about. Oh, yeah? He's schizophrenic. Yeah? You ever seen Legion? Uh-uh. By the way, it's on FX, and anybody who wants to watch is it a good? very good show, you need to watch Legion. Oh. It is a psychological mind screw. Ooh. You don't know if you're schizophrenic while you're watching it, <laughs> or if he's schizophrenic, or if they're screwing with his mind. Like, it is awesome. Ooh. It's an awesome show, and I recommend it highly, so watch Legion. Yeah, so he's schizophrenic, and he's a Marvel character, and he's probably one of the most powerful mutants that there is, Huh? Uh, but he doesn't know how to control his power because he's he doesn't crazy. know if he's crazy. So, Oh, I'm going to watch that. Yeah, man. I'm watching Iron Fist right now. I heard that sucked. That's what people are saying. It, it's it's not as you know what I had really low expectations going in, so I, I'm enjoying. It. I'm it's keeping my interest. I want to yeah, watch okay. the whole show. Yeah, yeah. Like the interest is there, but the first episode is so badly written. Really? It, there's so when much. Bill, when Bill says that, you, I got to go with him. Yeah, but Bill's hard. He's a little harsh though, too. Yeah, well, that's yeah, if you if you're keeping up with the Daredevils of Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, you kind of kind of you kind of have to watch it. Yeah, I mean, well, it's like I'm I'm definitely intrigued because I want to see where they go with the character, but just like the first episode, it's just like let's cut to another scene of the bad guys discussing what just happened in the last scene of like, so what are we gonna do about that guy? Remember that guy who just said he was Danny Rand? Do you think that's Danny Rand? I don't think it's Danny Rand. Well, it might be Danny <laughs> yeah, Rand. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go do some evil business right now. I'm gonna go do evil business too. Evil business. <laughs> and scene. I love when Bill does that. Oh man. Anyway, so some evil business going on. The evil business, baby. So here's the deal. Watch Legion. Okay? I will do that. Uh, by the way, I saw. Uh, so more than one season, or just, just no? Long? This is the first season. It's not even finished yet. So where can I find the yeah, episodes? On, if you if probably you, Hulu. Well, my Verizon FX. files will try to charge me. Would, would they yeah, have Hulu. it? Yeah, they probably have it on yeah, they Hulu. They have it on Hulu. Yeah. You can get the past episodes if you have mm. Hulu. I'll just do the 30-day and watch it in three. There you go. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing, too. Uh, I watched the other movie that we discussed briefly, which was Get Out. Oh, you did? Oh, how was it? I loved it. Yeah? First of all, it is the most social, most of the movie, you're not... I don't know if I'm giving anything away. Don't give it you're, away. You're not scared because it's a horror movie. You're uncomfortable because he sets up the social construct of how racism really works and how subtle it is and how it's not really about, oh, I can't believe these goddamn negras are here. Like that, like everybody's <laughs> more intelligent yeah, racism. Everybody knows that racism. You right. know what I mean? That's It'd be a cold day in hell before these goddamn niggers come up in my house. Like everybody <laughs> knows that racism. This is about the real racism that really comes down to cultural and more importantly, uh, socioeconomic uh-huh. uh, separations that cause people to not be together. And it's huh. it's awesome, man. It's it's really cool. It's it's more psychological and heady than it is like, boo. It's more psychological and heady. He did it's a, a real movie. It's a real movie. He yeah. did a great job. He did a great job. And it's funny. Yeah? Oh, that's, you love that guy. Cool. That, guy's, that guy's funny. And he's What's funny. What's his name? Peel? Yeah. 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 Jordan Peel. Well, I watched their other movie with the, uh, Keanu. Oh, how was that? <laughs> it was so dumb. It was good. It was, oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't see it. It was yeah. stupid funny, but it, you know, on purpose. Like, yeah. They, this is not like stupid. They, they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. Right. But this is not stupid funny. This, this, this is, is, this is real. Good. Yeah. And uh, it's funny. That's cool. Well, they can yeah, do you know? both. 
Like it's cool that they can do both so well. They can do the stupid funny, but then they can do like the poignant. Like I you love turn me out to those guys. Yeah, yeah, I love those guys, man. Yeah. I, I you know when I first when I first heard of them, I thought they were just a Dave Chappelle ripoff because Dave Chappelle invented that um, the skit kinda... that kind of genre of long form short film sketch comedy where you make a short film and then you come out on stage, you tell a couple jokes, and then everybody yeah. watches your short film. He invented that. Nobody else did that before Dave Chappelle. Yeah. So when I saw Key and Peele, I was like, oh, they just found two black guys to replace one black guy. Because it's the same show. It's the same show as Chappelle's show, except these two dudes are doing it. And then I watched it. I was like, oh, no, this is not Chappelle's show. These guys have their own thing, Shtick. their own point yeah. of view. And it's Undercover great. Boss they did was hilarious. It's great. Uh, Chappelle, uh, Real World Hoboken. That killed me. Real World Hoboken was hilarious. Oh, my God. With my so friend good. Christian Finnegan as yeah. the white dude. Oh, so yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um... Yeah, so watch Legion and go see Get Out, okay? And that is our um, that is our movie television review portion of the show. Thank you. Brought to you by, insert sponsor here. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Can I give you some advice? Just one piece of advice. The worst advice. Welcome back to Not So Nice Advice with Chuck Nice. All right, let's move on. Let's yes. move on to our next um, question. How much time we have? Um, several seconds. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. We can get one in. Let's okay, go. let's get one in. You know? Um, That's what that last letter said. Yeah. She won't get more than one in. She got eight in. <laughs> at a time. Uh, in a like, week. Yeah. You don't even have enough holes, girl. Well, you, yeah, she didn't make no big deal. I hook up one or two guys a night. Like, what are you using? Your nose and your eye sockets? It's Damn. Like, it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's, she makes it like no big deal. <laughs> no, she wasn't. And, and, I hate when women say they can't hook up either. Like, oh, you know, I have a hard time hooking up. That's bullshit. All you have to do is pick a guy. Right. Well, unless you look now, like an here's alien. What I say. Go outside. Right. <laughs> I can't find anybody. I can't hook oh, up with please. anybody. I can't find anybody to that. have sex with. Go outside, bitch. <laughs> Go outside. Yeah, you see a guy you like, just start kissing him. Right. Believe me. Would He'll you, be inside you in minutes. When, when men say they can't hook up with anybody, what they're saying is, I repulse women. <laughs> women will not talk to me. Women will not be with me. Women are repelled by me. That's what they're saying. When a woman says it, what she's saying is, I can't find anybody I want to right. have sex with. Exactly. I want to. Picky, picky. Right. So I will give you a quick story uh, with respect to this. In Philadelphia, when I was growing up, there was a woman who was fighting to keep her child. This woman had no arms and no legs, but had to demonstrate to the court that she was able to change the child's diaper with her mouth. Oh, my God. So that she could prove... This is a true story. This is a true story. It was a true story. The woman herself used to lay on a bed, a hospital gurney-type bed, uh, down by Philadelphia City Hall, and she would beg for money. Everybody knew who she was. That's how she made her living, and people would walk by, and on a daily basis, they would make donations to this woman because they saw she was truly in need but then she got pregnant she had the child I said to my mother I will never forget this I said to my mother but mom she's like she has no arms no legs no like who would who would have sex with her and my mother <laughs> this who is, gonna be is a hard woman <laughs> looked at me and said son this is something you need to know right now a hard dick has no conscience. <laughs> <laughs> Very well put. Very intelligent. Yep. Wow, that's hilarious. Okay, so men, when they say they can't have sex, they mean they can't have sex. Women, what you are saying is I can't find somebody 
that I want to have sex with. Because that woman with no arms and no legs laying on a gurney begging for money, somebody fucked her. And impregnated And impregnated Didn't even pull out. There you go. All right? So there you go. There You have no excuse. If you want... But you know some of these guys, they want to try every. They want to try everything. They want well, to be no, a midget. They want to be a heavy girl. They want I to be a tall a girl. They want to be I short. do a joke. Ladies, yeah. you should never pay for anything because there's somebody out there who wants to pay for you. There's somebody <laughs> out there who wants to pay for you. You should never pay for a damn thing. You can have one eye and one titty. And somewhere there's a man with a one eye, one titty fetish. Yeah. Who was like, Lord, if I could just find a one eye, one titty woman, I'll make her the most happy woman in the world. Okay. There's always somebody who wants what you are. There's somebody who has a fetish for whatever you are. With, with the there's titty, titty in the middle? Right. There's a woman, There's somebody who wants one titty in the it middle. It shifts. Right. <laughs> there's, there's, somebody who, there's somebody right now putting a prosthetic titty in between two real titties because he fantasizes about having a woman with three titties. Okay? Like Because he saw Total Recall and that little midget woman opened up her dress, her, her top, and she had three titties. And he was just like, oh, man, that's great. I, I, I got to find that. <laughs> I need some. Three I need some. I need a three titty woman. I mean, come on. This this is how men are. There's, oh, that's gonna be the next thing. You know, the women get their butts done, their boobs done. They're gonna start getting extra get boobs put extra on. Titty to sew uh, on. Uh, right on. Right on. You told. I told you what I want. Two in the front, two in the back. I don't know about three, <laughs> but two in the front, two in the back. That way I can have them no matter what we are doing. No matter what position we are in. Okay. Boobies. That's right. No titties, because it's titties. Titties, titties oh, yeah. in the front. I got titties. That's right. I got titties. Titties. All right. All right. Okay. We are so juvenile. This it just it's crazy. All right, here we go. <laughs> um, dear guys, do I have to visit an estranged sick parent? My father was diagnosed with cancer last year, and he's been refusing chemo in favor of some alternative treatment he found on the Internet. When my siblings and I expressed some concerns about his approach, he basically stopped communicating with us because we weren't supportive enough. His illness seems to be seriously progressing, and I don't know how much time he has left. I live across the country, and I'm honestly not sure I want to visit him while I have the chance. I've been thinking about my relationship with him, and I don't have a good one or any happy memories. He was a workaholic. He was never around. And when I was really young uh, and even a teenager, all he ever did was uh, hit on my friends and complain about his relationship with my mom. As an adult, he only talked to me in order to lecture me about how single life is very difficult and what poor choices I have made in my life. <laughs> I dread every interaction with him. Wow. What I'm really asking, asking is, do I have to go visit him? Wow. That's deep, man. Wow. And you can go a lot of directions. Yeah, I know he's only going to treat me like a monster. Wow. It's kind of like Iron Fist. <laughs> right? The guy yeah. that? The person says this, you're in an incredibly stressful situation, and I want to commend you for recognizing that what you can and cannot do for your father. If you're worried about criticism from acquaintances or people you don't know very well, please know that you are under no obligation to share your decision with anyone. It's more than okay to keep this decision confidential and talk about it only with close friends or perhaps a therapist. If, you're, if you fear hearing this from your other family members, remember that you can always end a non-productive conversation by saying, this has been a painful decision, but my relationship with my father has never been a healthy or supportive, and I can't subject myself to further verbal abuse. Okay, that's all safe. That's safe. 
All that's right. Intellectual, too. That's all intellectual, and that's safe. That's some old therapist bullshit. Correct. Okay. That's therapist bullshit. Here's the two things you got to realize. If you can make peace with not going to see your father who is dying of cancer, if you can truly make peace with that because you think your father's an asshole, then. Or you don't consider him your father. Or you he's, don't consider he's, him he's your like father. He's a sperm donor. He's, right, he's a sperm donor. He's a piece of shit for you for your whole life. Then fine. Or if you want to be like, you want to have that peace within you and say, you know, I'm going to be a better person and I'm going to do the, what there I think is the right thing. Right. So you, that's a decision, right? There's no right or wrong. There's no right or wrong, but what no. you got to do is you got to figure out how this is going to affect you going forward. Because let me tell you something. Not seeing your dying father of cancer is going to haunt you in the future. That is, you're going to lay down at night when it is pitch dark and all you can hear is the stillness of creaking in the room and your own thoughts sound deafening and your thought is going to say to you, I'm an awful person. I did not go see my dying father. And then in those moments, what's going to happen is every single good thing your father ever did for you. Doesn't sound like there was any. Does, yes, there were. Okay. Okay. The fact that he was there at all is yeah. one good thing. Mm. Even though he was a fucked up person, it been, might have probably been better for him not to be there. The reason why he was there is because he felt some obligation to be there for you. Okay. Because the truth of the matter is there are men every day who walk away from their families. Believe me, I True. fantasize about it all the time. <laughs> I want to get the fuck out of here. Every night, lay down, put my head on the pillow. And I think to myself, oh, if only these motherfuckers weren't in my life. Oh, how much fun. How good would it be? It'd be out of control. Yeah, but guess what? The fact is that I, the reason why I don't is because I love them, but I also feel that I have an obligation to them. I which, feel that. Which comes first? Um, the obligation. No. Yes, because whether I love them or not, I made the decision to bring these children into this world, which means that they are my responsibility to take care of. True. My children can grow up and be assholes. They can hate me. They did not ask to come here. I was the one who brought them here, and therefore I am responsible to making sure that I love and nurture them in a certain way so that I give them an, a chance to become healthy adults that can contribute to a society but the truth of the matter is they didn't ask to come here so you know your father did one good thing by at least being there so you have to make peace with this for yourself my dad's an asshole i've done the two column thing the asshole column is five pages long the good dad column is two sentences long i'm going with the asshole and i'm not i'm dealing i'm not dealing with him Okay, I already know how it's going to do. But like you said, you got to have that peace. You got to have that peace. peace. You got to make peace within yourself. The other thing that you can do is ignore your asshole dad and be a good person for no other reason than being a good person. Okay? And that means that what I will get from this, what I take away from this situation is that I have strengthened my character as an individual. I am now someone who is better because I have made a selfless act towards someone. It'll make you a better parent, right. too. I'm right. I've made a selfless act towards somebody who didn't deserve it, even though that person was my own father. But either way, you got to make peace with it. Oh, one thing about that advice, though. Who gives a shit what anybody thinks? Whose business is it? I don't care what anybody thinks of my relationship with my dad. You have something to say about it? Go fuck yourself. Well, like there's that. a lot of people who do. And I, I think know, what but, she means is the, the family. Oh, well, she said both. She, yeah, said, she said both, but, yeah, but I, I think she really means the family. And I've talked to people who have had issues with their family and their parents dying and stuff. I said, yeah. just, do what you, just do whatever you can do. Like, and don't, don't worry about what they can or can't do. You can't control because people get, he should do more or she should do more. Like, yeah. Just do what you can do. And listen, you can't, that, you can't worry about what other people are gonna, can or can't do. Absolutely. Or choose to do. And I say all this as, as my own mother 
is dying of cancer. And I can say that I have no problem making any sacrifice necessary to help my mom because she's just the greatest mom in person and she sacrificed her entire life for her children, you know, and so it makes it very easy. The hard part is being there. Uh, and to be honest, that's the hardest part for me. It's like you got to be there. That means you got to be a part of it. It'd be so much easier just not to be there and kind of pretend the whole thing's not going to happen. And then when it happens, you just grieve and like, okay. Uh. But, you know, when you're going through it with the person, it makes it that much harder. But it's easy because my mom is a stellar, awesome person. Um, but even if she weren't, I would still do it. Are your kids down there too, seeing her? Yeah. Yeah, everybody. how do they handle it? Um, they're they don't really get it. They they don't. Oh, uh, they don't see it. Like she's not she's not visibly. Um, she is, and she's weaker, and she's not the same strong. But the 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 fact is that uh, the teenager gets it, but the other two, they're too young. They don't have a grasp of life, let alone death. Like they don't even have a cerebral understanding of the ephemeral nature of life. You know, and so they just can't understand. It. And so what will happen is. You know, uh, hopefully the treatments and everything will keep working. My mom will be around for a few or even more than a few years, you know, maybe so. Let's hope. Uh, But if not, what will happen is in her absence, that's when they will understand. I remember when my grandmother died of uh, of diabetes, and boy, this show just took a real downer, didn't it? <laughs> no, this is hilarious, Chuck. Oh. Yeah, this is great. I remember my grandmother died, <laughs> and uh, we we spring loaded her coffin so that when anybody walked up, it popped up, and she was just like, "What's up, bitches?" Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was that movie with Chris Rock? What was that movie is a remake? Oh, uh, Death at a Funeral. Yeah, really? that was pretty funny. I didn't see it. Okay, you saw it? I've only seen the original. I haven't seen his. I thought it was good. I mean, yeah, it, it looked like it was like yeah, it was funny. It was gonna be fine. But anyway, um, I didn't understand what death was until she was gone. That was my first death, and that's when I understood. Like after a couple months, I was like, "Oh wait, grandma's never coming back," you know. And I think that's how people really do learn, you know. Unless you have a pet that dies first, then you kind of get an example of it. Uh, or some parents just say the kid, the dog ran away, right? Or he's yeah. living on a farm. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's right. Oh, he's that we took him. He's old, and he had to live on a farm, you know. And then your grandmother dies, and they go, "Grandma's on a farm." <laughs> She's milking cows as we speak. Right, we're gonna yeah. t- we're gonna see grandma at the farm one day, you know. So anyway, that's the deal. Just make peace with it yourself, and that goes for anybody who's dealing with a parent that you may or may not be able to help. You have to make peace with that because it will come back to haunt you. Hey, listen, we are out of time. Thanks for joining us. Remember, uh, you need to support this show. Give us five stars on iTunes. Leave great comments because that actually bumps us up in the ratings. And tell everyone you know about this show. I'm at Chuck Nice Comic on Twitter and everything else. Set the twit on Twitter and Flavor Department is Bill the Assistant. Hey, until next time, this is Chuck Nice saying if you got a problem, we got the answer, whether it works or not. And it probably will.